The Weekly Dish podcast is presented by Common Ground Minnesota. Food and farming conversations from Minnesota women in agriculture. Learn more at commongroundminnesota.com or follow them on Instagram at commongroundminn. Hey everybody, it's Steph March for Common Ground Minnesota, and I love talking about women in agriculture. The women of Common Ground Minnesota are volunteers who are volu- you know, taking their time to chat with you about what it's like to live on a farm and grow food in Minnesota. Here's some really great news about this group. They have just launched a newsletter that you can basically sign up for at commongroundminnesota.com, and you get the latest you know, events, giveaways, delicious recipes, all sorts of great stories from the farm. And I got to tell you, it's just a really cool thing to get into your inbox every month. And it's it's kind of an, a way in. If you're wondering, like, I don't know what I'm going to ask when I go to Common Ground, Minnesota. Well, this is just an introduction and a way to get you guys to meet the farmers at Common Ground, Minnesota. The Common Ground Minnesota volunteers, remember, their goal is to be a resource for your food and farming questions. Don't forget, check them out on Instagram at Common Ground, M-I-N-N, CommonGroundMinnesota.com. What time is it? Time for the weekly dish. I want fries on my pizza, the rabbit and tortilla barbecue. Everybody, welcome to Weekly Dish on My Talk 1071. I'm Stephanie March. I'm Stephanie Hansen. And we are here to talk to you today all about food and fun and travel and crockpots and Crocktober. Crocktober people. It is Crocktober. Thank God I got back in time for Crocktober. If I would have missed Crocktober, <laughs> I don't really know what. I'm not quite sure what I would have done. You'd have been done. pretty sad. I would have been pretty sad. But it's also as like I think everybody knows it's soup season, and so I'm mm-hmm. so I'm literally making soup when I get home. I called my Me mom too. and I was like, "Can you come over? Can can you? I like need to now start plotting to have people come over. Two things, really, people. Two things. Why? One, because I want to cook, and now I want to cook, and I have to cook for people. And then two, I kind of need to clean my house, and I don't think I I'm going to clean it unless I have someone over because now I live alone, and everyone is like, "Oh, you'll be so clean without your teenager there." No, I'm, you. I'm the teenager now. <laughs> I'm the one who doesn't have anyone to like role model for. And so like the dishes just sit there. I'm like, eh, I'll get that tomorrow. That's hilarious. It is hilarious. I didn't think that would happen. And it has happened. You are that kid. I am the you kid. You are that person. My mom would probably say she knew it would happen. She probably would have known. She grew up with you. I, I was know. a pig though growing up. And then when I got on my own, I was fastidious. Really? Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is, I don't know. And that's, I just wonder, like, I wonder what, like, if Giant Baby is in his dorm room, is he neat now? I mean, like, because he's got a roommate? Yeah, I don't know. Is he? I don't know. We were pretty neat at our house, and Ellie, I think, is slobberama. Yeah. I just Like, in her yeah. house? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I think her girlfriend's clean, clean. clean so then cleans. if she, like, has, like, she fills the, she fills the hole of, like, if, yes. like the balance? Pretty much. <laughs> Ellie is, like, the 
Kate is like me mm-hmm. and Ellie is like her dad. Yeah. So they're recreating our life, but they're themselves. <laughs> you know how you do like you end up being with your parent, but you try not to be with your parent. And then you realize like, oh, I think I married my dad. Yeah. Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And yep. you don't want to. No. And you don't think you are. But at some point, at in some your, point, you look for the balance. God, yeah, like, we've had a lot of these discussions like yes. this over the last couple <laughs> weeks. I know, seriously, so fun. Yeah, I don't know what that is. But I don't know either. Do you think? Okay, so I just have to tell you guys. I put because I was just thinking, Ellie has a new house. Yep. You and I are both in sort of new. You're in. You're the oldest house, and you're just a year. Yeah, just a year. We and, just actually had the year anniversary. And so we're thinking about Halloween. So I did on the Facebook. You guys put up a question um, about. Halloween candy tech. You guys, I might have trick-or-treaters. Like, for the first time in 20 years, I might have trick-or-treaters. That's kind of significant. Yeah, you got to get some candy. I know, and this is, of course, a weird year anyway. I guess last year was a weird year. A lot of people didn't do the COVID because, or didn't do the trick-or-treating because they, or they came up with, like, slides. They had all this, like, distance tech and all this kind of stuff. And And Halloween this year is on a Saturday, no, a Sunday. Sunday. So on Saturday, my neighbor across the street has blocked off our whole street and has a band and a food truck. What? Yep. So it's like, but it's an adult Halloween. It's not for kids. Oh my God. So we're like, we have an archery set that we think we're going to set up. For people to play with bone arrows? Sure. <laughs> They're <laughs> dull, but <laughs> to do archery. <laughs> that's what Kurt wanted to do. So I was like, that's fine. I'm a little worried about that. Well, the archery with strangers. We don't know anybody. Well, really. And I'm sure they're all going to be drinking. Yeah, so, probably. They're know. not sharp. They're like those kind that you give to kids. Oh, okay. It's not suction cups, but it's but it's a like grade below Nerf almost maybe. Mm, not Nerf. they have metal tips, but they're not sharp. <laughs> Do they go into a surface? Like, is there a target? And they go into the target. I think so, but it'll be like a um, straw bale. Still a body in a straw bale. Okay. Not coming over. I was going to come over no, and drive by, but now I'm not coming over. over. Um, I'm actually going to be on. Well, first of all, we do have on that Saturday, we have our cookbook swap. And yes. We're going to. Big Saturday. Let's pimp that out for sure. I think we, how many people have coming so far? Uh, 50 some was the last I heard, but we can have up to 120. Yeah. So right. it's a cookbook swap. It's $15. It's at Malcolm Yards Market. So you can get some of their very delicious food and snacks. You get, I think, one cocktail or something, one, and then you get a little snacky. Yeah, one sample drink and then one little snacky. And all of like the whatever. money goes to Second Harvest Heartland, and all the books will be going to the College of St. Paul. Um, so bring, yeah, bring any of your books. Someone sent me a message and said, can I bring like church cookbooks? I'm like, sure. Yeah. Yes. Those are fun. Those are great. And we have people who look for those. Yeah. Also they, bring a recipe. Yep. And this, that's right. We have a recipe swap, which means that we just want you guys to like, kind of like what we did with the mail last year because we couldn't do this in per- person, but we wanted to keep up the tradition. So bring a recipe. We'll toss it into a big bowl, big bucket, and then we'll kind of turn around. Then you can pick one out randomly and uh it'll be fun i think it'll be fun and then that night i'm actually judging a costume contest at brother justice distillery oh i know i just got that so you should come to my house on the way i think maybe i will do that i'll come on your on the way and then because i'll have to figure out what i'm gonna wear too like what costume well that's stressful but you've always got good ideas i know i do you could wear like be a disco chick with your crimped hair i do have the crimper this year Uh that's new tech you could be like 1973 Stephanie March. <sighs> 1973 Stephanie March was two years old. Um, but I did put on the Facebook, I wanted to ask about your Halloween candy tech. Like, 
Are you doing king size? Are you doing fun size? Do you do, you do Kansas soda? Do you do Kansas soda? Do, do are you the chips? are you the penny house or pencils? Are you the quarter house? Are you the dollar house? The do- who's the dollar house? Wouldn't that be? That would be fun. amazing. Here's a buck. You know what Here's I mean? Here's a buck, kid. Yeah, I think we did that one year when we ran out of candy. Well, I think you have to. I mean, and then what do you do when you run out of candy? You shut the light off and hide in your house yeah, and you pretend do. you're not home. Right. Or you go to the fridge and you start offering things like, well, <laughs> here's, an here's some sardines that I had. <laughs> and then they stop coming to your house anyway. But I do kind of want to know because I don't. And like, do you wait until the end? Like, are you planning now? Are you buying your candy now? No. We or are wait you waiting until the and day of and, and we get whatever's like, left so we don't eat it. Right. So that's the that's the question. Yeah. If we have candy in the house, forget it. Okay. Or it has no willpower. Um, how is licorice looked upon? Is it looked down upon? Yum. Like a Twizzler situation? Okay. But those little Twizzlers are getting real little. Yeah. So like, if you're going to give me one little one by one piece of Twizzler, you better give me a handful. Okay. And here's my problem is I get super generous on the front end because I'm so excited (laughs) that there's people. And then I'm like, oh, and I give like a handful. And then like, by the end, I'm like, I'm sorry, you get half of this Tootsie Roll. You You have have to to hide a couple bags from yourself so that you know they're there. But then I don't want them either in my house. Well, then the next day you do what every other adult in America does and you bring your candy to work. But now that we're not working... I don't know, because that was always the best way to get rid of your candy. Yeah. You remember my friend Gail, who lost 100 pounds, and her strategy of how she lost 100 pounds was to bring food to work, set it on her desk, and watch people eat it all day, and she never ate anything. Because it doesn't make it so appealing. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I pretty much love that. Um, Okay, so there's that. That question is on the Facebook. I'd love to hear your your answers and your feelings about all of that. Did you go to the Kaluna preview? I did go. I did. I did. I got a sneak peek. I didn't eat dinner like everybody else. (laughs) I tried to get a reservation. I can't. There's no reservations till the end of November. Yeah. It's going to be like that. Okay, and great. here's also, and I would just say for this, she's still short-staffed. So there's not all the reservations. Like, okay. normally, you know, you'd have, like, it's not like that restaurant's going to be packed to the rafters yeah. full with people who are, who are lucky to get reservations. I think the deal is, is that it's just, they needed to know the flow. They didn't want to get slammed because okay. they don't have enough staff. So, and I think that's smart. Yeah. Um, I but I do sad. think <laughs> that we can go to the bar. Oh. You and I can go and sit at the bar. Anytime you want to go, I'll okay. go. Okay. Because it's is... just, and they open at four. So if we're like, oh, yeah, we're, I'm totally becoming a four o'clock eater. Oh, I'm ready for a four. Like, let me have my cocktail for the first like half hour. Yeah. Let me get a snack and we'll call it happy hour. But by the end, we'll have had dinner. That's exactly and right. It's so much more chic than saying early bird. <laughs> I was at Chester Birds VFW to play bingo with some friends the other day. And I was there at like 405 with yeah. six octogenarians and me. Oh wow! Oh, no, I was fine with it. You're fine with that. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't mind it. Yeah. I, we. I tend to now do happy hour that leads into dinner all the time, and that, unless it's like, like on a Saturday, it, it's the weekend. It would be later. I would do like a seven or eight. Sure. And I don't care about eating at nine. Is fine too, because I'll just happy hour before that. But, right. Um, I did go, and I did think it's gorgeous. Here's a couple things. Gorgeous. It looks gorgeous. It's beautiful. It's way more. Uh, open and flowy than I thought it was going to I don't know why, but like I just, it seems so much bigger than I thought it was going to be. And Lab 14 is not open and flowy necessarily. Maybe that's it, because that's so dark. And, and like, it was something else first. Yeah. So, you was know. it Perkins? Yeah. So, you know, she was kind of dealing with those bones. It's lovely. Don't get me wrong. Right. It's, it's a beautiful restaurant. Right. It's just different. Right. This one really felt to me, not knowing her super intimately, but knowing her a yeah. little. It felt much more reflective of her as a person. Yeah, she was, and she's, and I. Here's the here's the other thing: the market behind it, you know, in the in the space that she's created, has this gorgeous, huge table 
that you can book out for like private dinners and yeah, private functions. See. And then there's a kitchen thing. So she's going to do classes. Yeah, I like that. And then you get like, and she's like, we'll do like 30 minute classes. You learn how to make like Tom Yum soup or maybe you learn Pad Thai and you get a basket of the ingredients like that that's so that fun. you don't have to go seeking yeah. all of this. I'm like, I, that's what I want more than like reservations for dinner. I want to take one of your classes. Yeah, that's She was like fun. putting them out at 50 bucks a piece. Yeah, that's, that's including the ingredients, which I'm like, the ingredients feel like they're 50 bucks alone. Oh, when you were gone. And I know we got to take a break. But yeah. we talked about buying. Have you bought food recently? Yes. <laughs> Holy cats. Yeah, I know. I when well, you're thank spending God $23 for a pork or no, a chuck roast. I know. The, the lowest cut of beef. We're all going to become vegetarians. I'm I just think so too. telling you right now. All right, we're going to take a break. You guys, we're going to come back and talk October. Um, then we are. I'm going to zero down Iceland eating for you because there's yeah. some pretty important tech you need to learn about, like what to pick up here. I'll stop saying tech. I was just going to say. I know. I know. I'm, I'm so word. sorry. It's my favorite word besides yo. Um, and I feel like I just missed radio. You know so. what I mean? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Or no? What was the other one? It was like I just have to tell you or something. No, it was, you know what I mean. Okay, you know what I mean. We'll be right back. Okay, it's Cracktober, friends. Woohoo! I feel like I'm a little behind on Cracktober because we're almost because like it's halfway through mid month. No, yeah. it's, it's the 16th today. We've got we've already done half of it. Okay, so but that's fine. Yeah, I was traveling and then stuff was traveling, so Cracktober kind of got away from me. But I um, had a situation this week where. Yeah, I, we've talked about that Kurt is a big starch person. Like, yes. you really can't have a meal without a starch. Right. So I had pulled out this, like, I'm working, I'm I'm deep into the cookbook, right? Yeah. And I've got some recipes I still need to cook. I'm kind of in denial about where I'm at in the process. And, like, some days I just ignore it altogether because it's overwhelming. So I'm plotting through. And one day I was like, here, there's this pork thing. I don't, it wasn't even a pork tenderloin. It was some sort of weird cut of pork that was marketed as a pork tenderloin. But when I cooked it, I'm like, Oh, this is like, this was a pork roast. You know, there's a different cut. Totally. And it's, it wasn't tender at all. Like a tenderloin. It was like a hard dry roast. So I was like, Oh, well I've got this pork roast in the freezer. So I pulled it out and Kurt said, well, what's the starch? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I don't know. I don't don't have anything. I'm like rice. He's like, well, that's kind of boring. (laughs) So I go into the pantry, the newly organized pantry, which by the way, I just can't even say how happy I am with my whole... And are you keeping it up? I'm keeping it up. Okay. And I can totally see the food I have to cook. It's great. That's amazing. So I'm like, oh, I have this half a mason jar of dried black beans. I can put that in the Instant Pot and have that done in an hour. And yes, I did. I had to cook it a little bit more because you know sometimes beans are like... Beans are a little little bit wonky. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So so I was like... While I was doing the beans, I was remembering that my Instant Pot is also a crock pot because I was like, oh, the slow cooker function. Anyway, you can like go from dried beans to black bean soup was basically what I made, but I made it a little thicker so that it was a side. Yeah. In an hour on a weeknight. You really can. Yeah. If you have your Instant Pot. Yeah. So. Yeah, you absolutely can. Then I was thinking about Crocktober because today I am going to be making um, bacon potato corn chowder bacon potato corn chowder yes okay i'm in you were in potato season which made I me laugh <laughs> I, I did that totally for you i literally sidebar fast at the uh, wild taste of the wild like what's going on in the wild at the stadium and i was like there's this giant thing of in, like palm puree you know that that silky mashed potatoes and i thought immediately of you i was like i, I bet hansen would love this oh i would have and then i was thinking 
I'm I fully was like, I'll just have a little bit of salad and then a little bit. And I had like a salad and then this much of the potatoes. A side of potatoes. Yeah, basically. Um, anyway, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. So it's a recipe that I need to do for the cookbook because it is obviously more summary. But I I did the is it you that told me to do this? Where you buy a uh, dozen ears of corn at the farmer's market and then you cut them off the cob and freeze it? No. Because I did that. I so, don't think I've ever done that. Yeah. It's I have a whole like, Tupperware thing of corn and I froze it on um, on sheet pans. Okay. So that it's not one giant clump. Yeah. So that the oh. corn individually kind of freezes so you can take like a one cup scoop. Okay. Just a jealousy moment that sheet pans fit in your freezer. Okay. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no. But I suppose you could do them in your deep in your chest freezer too. I could, but they're harder because that's always so so packed. But yeah, I do not have sheet pan tech in my freezer. All right. Well, so I can just take a scoop. So I have to photograph this recipe for the cookbook. So I'm going to make it today. But so yeah, it's soup season and making soup. Yeah. And then I made pumpkin soup which you did pretty much you're the only one in my life that even likes it so I, i'm gonna probably bring you some oh because i'm making that tonight okay but i mean i'll take yours i don't care because i am why does nobody like pumpkin I soup do it not is so know. like when you are cold a pumpkin soup is what warms you up there's not a lot of protein in it you know what i mean and it can it depends on how you make it and so you make it i'm like, gonna give you a life-changing thing okay i found this idea for pumpkin soup that I know you'll do it if I tell you. Okay. You make a Thai gremolata. So what you do is you make this peanut, cilantro, lime zest, and chili flake menage that that becomes the topping for your soup. Say it again. Cilantro. Thyme, or excuse me, peanuts, cilantro, lime zest, and red chili flakes. Yeah, I'd be down for that. Because really... I think what we're coming to with soup, and you and I are not your average soup eater because no. I eat soup like 24-7. Oh, my God. I Yeah. To serve soups or to elevate soups or to make soup special, you need to have two things. Garnish <laughs> and bread. Yeah. And I would say that also, for me, there has to be a protein factor either alongside of it or in it. You know what I mean? Like, I need to either have... Like are a, beans protein for you, or are you thinking meat? I usually think of, like, a chicken or a pork or something. That's what Kurt would think, but... And, like, I would even take, like... Like, I would do, like, a crisped up prosciutto on the top of the pumpkin soup and count that. Like, it doesn't have to be chunks of protein. I just want something in it or next to it. And I would I even think, do, like, a pork tenderloin with a potato soup and be fine with that. I think I go to soup when I'm sick of eating meat. Yeah. Because my husband is a meat yeah, eater. Yeah, you are more meat. And I just, some like, days I'm like, me. oh, I could care less about yeah. your meat today. Can we yeah. just do something else? Yeah. No, I know. I know, I know I'm having. So I'm probably making pumpkin soup tonight. But I also was thinking I wanted to maybe make potato soup. Okay. And, so I have a baked potato soup recipe that's in your crock. Yeah. It's all about the topping. So let's be honest. It's well, the bacon, me, the yeah. cheese. Yours, the baked potato definitely is like, that is indicative. Like that's in the the name. It's, you know, yep. supposed to be about the stuff on top. But mine is that potato leek, you know, the kind of beautifully you know, thin I'm and creamy. I'm going to make that too because yeah. I have a recipe for vichyssoise in the cookbook, which is a story behind it and why I'm making it. But yeah. I didn't get a chance to make it this summer. So I'm oh. like, oh, I've got to photograph the vichyssoise. So yeah. you might be getting some potato soup too. Okay. Well, that's the soup that I make when I give people soup for like comfort. Like when they lo- when you lose your dog, I bring you this potato soup. Which is so nice. I is know. the vichyssoise the same recipe, the cold or hot? 
I don't at know. Your house? I I don't really make the cold soup. Okay. I don't because that has to be thinner. This one is a little bit thicker. My version of the I potato want it soup. like institutional gloppy. Flowery yeah, I need it mess. a little bit less than that, but a little <laughs> bit more than like the, a, a milk based. I want thing. if I tip the spoon over, the soup stays on the spoon. Yeah. Oh God, I do love how that. Um, can I have a sidebar about just the fact that Jake made uh, chili in his dorm room? I love it. So. On a hot plate? Um, yeah, on a friend's hot plate. Yeah, I love it. I know. And there he was like, when do I add this? And when do I add this? Texting me. And I'm like, <laughs> and he's like, I said, when do you add the cinnamon? And he, and, I, and he was like, oh, it's too late. I'm like, it's never too late. Even if you've already got all the tomatoes and beans in, it's never too late. Yeah, you can add it. When we come back, we're going to hear about Steph's trip to Iceland. Woohoo! We'll be right back. This is the Weekly Dish. Hello, Weekly Disher. Spring has sprung, and that means the best-tasting wild-caught seafood is available from Sitka Salmon. You may have heard us talk about Sitka Salmon before on the show, and that's because we are huge fans. Sitka Salmon standards for quality are unrivaled in the industry because, you see, Sitka Salmon is a community-supported fishery. The fish they process for you to eat are caught by a collective of small boat fishermen, fisherwomen, and families. Some of these families have been fishing for multiple generations. And knowing the boat your fish comes from is not typical of most fish you buy. When you buy a Sitka salmon share, you're getting the freshest quality fish you can, and you can trace the fish back to its source. With your share, you're part of the Sitka family, and you get monthly fish shipments of salmon, lingcod, crab, tuna, halibut, and you get the freshest fish while it's in season. They eat even have recipes, but I've been steaming my cod in my Instant Pot. The fish is so delicious, you don't even need to do much to serve it other than cook it and eat it. So Weekly Dishers, here is how you get your $25 discount for the first month of a premium Sitka Salmon Share. Type SitkaSalmonShares.com backslash Weekly Dish and you save $25. So save $25 on your box. Again, type Sitka, S-I-T-K-A, SalmonShares.com backslash Weekly Dish and you save $25. Hey everybody, welcome back to Weekly Dish on my Talk 107. One, um, I we're going to talk about Iceland. <laughs> Thank goodness, because it looked so good and so fun. I know I wasn't here last week because we with we have a little new thing with uh, Minneapolis St. Paul Magazine, a little travel club we decided to start called uh, Outbound. And the first trip, the first trip that we decided to do was a culinary trip, and so we went to Iceland. We took a bunch of people, twenty people with Borton overseas. And we decided to do Iceland, which is like, I think kind of funny because people are like culinary in Iceland. You oh, know, I was stunned at the depth and the breadth of what you were eating. Right. And I was jealous and excited <laughs> and all the things. Well, and I think it was interesting because we already are have a very Nordic, you know, vibe here in Minnesota, clearly with our food. Like, I mean, you can say lutefisk, you know, about cured herring, you know, you know about like. But if you're not following Patrice Johnson, like, right. your Nordicness is. Right. It's definitely waning. Yeah. Definitely waning. Um, but I think that there's um, I think that there's something to say about uh, not having that as part of your background and then discovering it in your own way. And, and what true north means. Like, it's not necessarily hot dish. Oh, God, no. If, if you're well, that's in a Minnesota the north. true north, right. But this is like, but this is this Nordic. And this is where I think when they get into new Nordic, you really can't do it unless you kind of get into the whole thing of Iceland. Because what I think is interesting about Iceland and the thing that kind of hammered home two things. One, wow, they think in millenniums. Like, everybody is a geologist over there. And they have like seven active volcanoes that they're watching now to see that they're going to, like, they're going to have an eruption in the next couple of years. So, you know, watching that and thinking about that is like thinking in millennium and thinking and about rocks. It's a survival <laughs> thing. Like, right. Yeah. So their food is really based on 
the survival. And we went to this, we went to visit this turf house farm or, you know, place where they talked about how, you know, they built their houses into the land and they covered like underground. Like they used to in Nebraska in the 1900s. Yeah, the same thing. And it was like, but because that was a survival thing because of the geothermal heat that comes up and it's like there's all of this really interesting things that they all know about and talk about but the guy who was the artist at this place was talking about he said it was it was cod it was turf and it was wool those three things are what helped that country to survive both you know with volcanic actions and you know being a tiny country in the middle in the north you know without a growing season where there's four hours of light in the winter four yeah so it was uh so it was really interesting because they dry the fish and then you know the so the fish is huge for them and then the wool and the lamb and the lamb is huge for them because that is a survival piece right so it's just really interesting that they that the whole thing but they still managed to bring about beautiful food and i thought that that was kind of what sociologically was there's when you think about Minnesota and you think about how we have such a creative vibe here, you know, people are, we talk about the creative class and mm-hmm. we have so many advertising agencies, we have so many theaters, we have so much stuff. And it's a lot of it is, I think, because we get hunkered down and we stay inside and then, you know, we kind of have only ourselves to play with. And so that makes creativity. I think it's the same thing with Iceland. You know, they are a super creative people and I saw art everywhere. There were murals on walls everywhere you went. It just was pretty lovely. And I got to say about Reykjavik, wow, what a walkable, easy town. Yeah. Great. I mean, and I want to do a four day girls weekend there. It's and it's a six hour flight. It's nothing. It's easy. Like it's an overnighter. It is so easy, you guys. And I think you just go and then you you hit your spa because there's hot pools everywhere and there's spas and everything. Was that fun? Oh, my God. That was you guys. I mean, and that was the thing that we sort of, Dr. Pepper and I sort of, you know, went our own way. Everybody else went to the Blue Lagoon, but I had gotten this promotional thing from this Sky Lagoon and they're new and they were like, hey, you know, you should come and check us out. And I was like, yeah, okay. And it was, it was, it was insane. The influencers who were there like <laughs> taking <laughs> pictures of themselves in this infinity pool that looked out over the sound or the ocean or whatever. And it was just it was sort of volcanic. It was like the rocks. And it's the best part is, it's not like those were rocks that someone like painted and put there. They're just there. Yeah. Like it's real. And the turf and the like building the turf house into the, into the, like the sauna was built in this turf house underground. Yep. That's just authentic. It wasn't like Disneyland where you're like, yeah, these are now rocks here. You know, I don't know. It was really, it was the youth. There's, and here's the thing we're in line. You are in this pool and you're all sort of like, you know, you're doing that like sharking thing where you're just like moving around and stuff. And so we're in line to get to the to the walk up bar, the swim up bar. (laughs) And we're talking about like one is. Yeah, like one does. And I had my necklaces on still, you know, my little Minnesota necklace. And this guy turns around and this girl turns around and she goes, oh, hey, like she's from, you know, she was from like Iowa or something. And she was like, oh, yeah, hi, we're from, you know, and he's like, oh, I'm from Montana. And we had this whole and then you realize it's mostly Americans around you. <laughs> right. In Iceland. In, in Iceland. This pool. Yeah. But it was fun because this this pool specifically, I think at the Blue Lagoon you get almost specifically almost all international travelers. But this one, Sky Lagoon, because it was so new, there was a lot of Iceland people. But cool. there was they all speak English because they start learning it in second grade. Right. So, Just like in Croatia. Yeah, exactly. So that was really interesting. And that was really, it was nice to know. And I, But everybody was 
so friendly. And this is the other thing. They love tourists because it's helped their economy. Yeah, for you sure. Them get it's, out a of the- little, it's a generally small country. It's oh. a big country, but a small It's 350,000 people, but right. like, or 70 or something like that. But it's, so it's under 400,000 people in the whole country. Yeah. And then it's a huge space. Yeah. Like we drove for hours and then we're like, okay, we're at the next waterfall. And there's, but I mean, you didn't, you passed like three houses on that, in that yeah. hour. And it was, I mean, the landscape, you guys, I didn't put enough, I didn't even put enough landscape up that I took. It was both like foreign and desolate and, and beautiful and windy. And it just was, if you appreciate our American West, you would love Iceland. I would love it. In a different, and I felt bad that I didn't bring Matt, the geologist kid of mine, because literally they all talk in geology terms all the time. And I'm like, oh, what? Magma, what? Rocks. I know. Um, what was the worst the, thing you eat? The ate. worst thing, like the weirdest. Um, there wasn't too much weird. Let me just say that by the end, I was like, I need a break from lamb. You know? Yeah, because you're. I love lamb. You like lamb. I like lamb, and I like cooking lamb, and I've done it. But at the end, it was a lot. It was like we had a braised lamb to start, and that was great. You know, and that was. But I was like, okay, and it does have a little bit of a different taste. Gamier? Um, a little bit. Yeah. But it's different. It's like a different thing. But it's still, because um, gamey to me is rougher than what this was. It was very sophisticated, but it was that tang, that sort of thing. And then when we had, um, then we had lamb stew, a lot of lamb soup. There's a lot of meat soup around. And from what I hear, and this is interesting, our food guide, we did a food tour the first day and that was kind of amazing. And so we walked from, you know, like restaurant to restaurant and we had Arctic char and then we talked about that. You know, and we talked about the beer that has only been legal in the country since 1989. And then there's so many weird little reasons that they've done things. But we found out that the soups, um, meat soup is sort of big and it's usually it's usually lamb. Sometimes it's beef, but very rarely. And then this guy, our guide was saying that like there's everyone is very clean and very safe because the shame, because it's like if you don't put out a good product, like the shame that happens and like it's embarrassing. And so it's Your like civic pride. Yeah, it's yeah. civic pride. And so they like he's like, you can eat at gas stations. You can get this soup. He's like, my favorite lamb soup is at the N1 gas station. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. What's in a lamb soup? It's, lamb and rice or no, it's just no, lamb no, and vegetables? There's no rice because it's not they can't really grow it. Got it. So just vegetables. It's vegetables. It's yeah. lamb. And then like, yeah, all the hunks of vegetables, parsnips and potatoes yeah. and carrots. Yeah. And the whole thing. And yum. it's sort of beautiful. And then lots of tomatoes because they've figured out the geothermal hothouse with tomatoes. Yeah. So there's a lot of tomatoes. And cool. That was a cool experience and that exactly that thing of where we have a greenhouse and then a restaurant in the greenhouse. I was like, I saw that and I was so jealous. It would be like eating in Wagner's. Yes. Yes. I was like, yes. (laughs) Or Or Bachman's. Patrick's. If we could do, but that's it. Yeah. It's like Patrick's, but like among the vines and among like the greenery, the feeling that that gets in Minnesota, like that you could go like going to the Como Zoo. Yeah. Like if we Marjorie McNeely Conservatory, but if you could eat, if you could have your dinner there, wouldn't you do that? Idea. Yes, I would. January. Yes, I would. I know. Yes, I would would so let's get that going and <laughs> but and then the arctic char was the big thing for me because i ate it every chance i love arctic char me too. i've always loved arctic char and because it's a salmon and a trout mix and it so it gives you a little bit of more of like that flakiness but like also that meatiness of salmon and it's a little less oily yeah it is a little less oily and 
We had it the first day. I feel like they set the bar too high on this one. They had it. We went to this Massine and it was this like they cooked it in a skillet with honey and butter, like a honey butter. And it was seared perfectly. And it was covered in like greens. And there was like, you know, oh, God, it was so perfectly done that it was like, well, I'm done, you know. And then but then I ate a bunch of it raw and cured and we ate it on rye bread. Um, one of the more surprising things was this rye bread ice cream. They crumpled up this rye bread and their rye is a little sweeter than like what, you know, we might be thinking of. And then they, they made they mixed it into this ice cream and it was this very bizarre texture, but it Yum. was amazing Yum. at this cafe right outside the big church. So Loki cafe Loki. Um, so in the end, you know, I just think like I ate skier every morning, which I do at home anyway, cause I buy yogurt. It. Yep. I buy the skier at like, you know, it goes, it's everywhere, but I love it. And I love that that's part of the culture and they eat it all the time. Icelandic yogurt. Yeah. And it's really kind of thicker and creamier and yep. a little bit more bitter or, or tart. But I love that. I loved. And, but in the end, the truth is, is that I literally ate so much bread and butter because their butter is the high fat butter. And I was like, I saw every oh post had butter in it. It's not and I loved even it. funny. Like, like, I don't eat bread when it's, we don't, first of all, in America, we've kind of stopped with the bread basket and I get it. Yeah. But basically every bread basket that we were all like kind of reaching back and it was just like slathering it. And there was just like this <laughs> silent moment when we're all eating the butter and the bread and I would do it again and again. So that's hilarious. I would also recommend that hotel, uh, that we stayed at. Um, now I can't remember what it was, of course, but whatever. You it's remember on the when we come back. Yeah, and just because they had a great little restaurant and bar and the bakery inside with the pretzels. Yeah, I need to do that. was crazy. I'm going to plan a girl's trip. Yeah, but actually, if you're going to plan a, ho- a girl's trip, I would actually tell you to stay up in a different area because in Reykjavik, like around the bars and the shops and everything else, we actually wandered into this Hilton canopy there, and it was it was beautiful, that hotel, and it was right off the main drag. And that would be where I would say is more fun. Okay. Stay. All right, so I'm going to do this. Yeah, there you go. I'm so, also leading a trip in, to Costa Rica yes, in April. And so, so if, I'm excited. Same, it's same with Borton Overseas. Yeah, if you like these idea of these food trips, yeah. join us. Yeah, so we'll be right back. So hey, everybody, welcome back. It is the Ask Stephanie portion of the show. So if you have any call, any questions, any uh, concerns. 651-641-1071. You want to tell us all the pumpkin things you've been eating? Okay. Um, can I say, Phil, I just asked me, did you see any of the Northern Lights while you were over there? My friend Brad was there at the same time and took some great photos. You know what, Phil and everybody? Uh, Brad was there like the day after us. Like we left and I know that he showed up because I know a lot of people mentioned Brad to me because he did take those photos. We got bupkis. We were there with rain <laughs> the entire week. We got two days where they were like, oh, they're going to, they're, you're going to see the Northern Lights. We went and sat for two hours on a cold coast waiting and hoping to see them. And we saw like fog and like, uh, like a very thin band of what could be look like light pollution in the distance one yeah. day. The second day, Pepper and I decided we were going to bag and we were going to go and eat in, and drink in bars instead of trying to find them because we were like, I don't want to get disappointed again. The rest of the crew went out on a boat to go see them and they said, oh, it was a little bit better than the night before. And then we're like, eh, okay. So I sort of, I, I, you know, I checked the box. I'm like, you know what? I've seen the Northern Lights in Minnesota. I'm fine. We're good. So then we get to, you know, whatever, like the Sunday night or the last night of the dinner, we walk out, we go home. We, none of us are, you know, talking about it. Someone's like the next morning. They're like, Oh, did you see the Northern lights in Reykjavik last night? They were dancing all above the city, like at 10 PM. Well, we had not looked up. We just didn't look up. And then the best part is we get home. Or we're getting on the plane, we're on the plane, like coming into Chicago 
And they're like, oh, and if you look out your windows, you can see the Northern Lights. We're like, we had to go to Chicago to see the Northern Lights, you know? That is funny. It was funny. So it became like... It became the like elusive the northern albatross. Lights. You know what I mean? That's it was kind of how it is up in northern it, it Minnesota. It was a white too. whale. Like if you get up in the middle of the night at three o'clock, and- that's the thing. And they kept telling us, "I'm like, you are ruining my trip for what? <laughs> like pretty, pretty skies." Okay, we have Kelsey on the line. We have Kelsey on the line. Hey, Kelsey, what's up? Hi, I am staying at the Hilton in Minneapolis with my husband, and we're looking for some recommendations for dinner. Something with an outdoor patio and price is not an issue. And price is not an issue. Outdoor patio. I mean, I would say that you have, I think, I don't is Brit still open at least just for patio yeah, sake? That's a yep. great spot. You know, downtown is kind of tough as far as patios go. Um, I don't know if anybody, if the, uh, the um, rooftops are still open. Because I would go to you. Okay. I would go to Union for the rooftop if it's open. Union. Okay. I would go to Hefe. In St. Anthony, Maine, yeah. I would walk oh, down the St. Anthony, Maine area. You can stop at the Nicollet Island Inn and have a beer and then go proceed down the main street. There is a few shops and there's a movie theater. And at the very end of it is a place called Hefe that has a nice outdoor porch, beautiful tequila mm-hmm. flights, salsa flights. It's fun. It's up north. It's a little bit, you know, you got to cross the river. And also Sidebar at Certix has yes. like great open okay. windows that you like. That it basis, feels like and you're they sitting do have, outside, and you, it'll be nice today. Yeah, and they do have patio seating, too, like street-side pe- seating. And what's the name, stuff of the new, is it Bardo, the new... Oh, All Saints. Perfect. Yeah, brand new. Yeah, they're they're great, and they have a great patio, one of the best in the city. You're right. That's a great one. Each of these are a okay. little bit of a walk, but it's going to be a beautiful day. Yeah, or and drive. If we decide not to do the patio and we're just doing takeout, what is the best takeout in the area? In downtown Minneapolis, best Well, okay, out. so here's, it kind of takeout is sort of dependent on what you really want. But, I mean, if you want to go to, so there's this place called Ito, and it's sort of like, um, and they have a patio too, by the way. But you can also walk up and get takeout, and they've got, like, pizzas and, like, sub sandwiches and that kind of a thing. Um, they've got some pastas and fun things like that. Um, but, I, would, I mean. I would personally get the Billy Reed Caesar Burger from the Monte Carlo with the dry rubbed wings. Yeah. Okay. Or go to Monte Carlo also has a great patio. Yeah, and they have great dry rubbed wings and their burgers are great and a good Caesar salad. Yum. There's a lot. And like if you go into North Loop, there's, I mean, so much. Red Rabbit, Red Cow, Red Rabbit Mm -hmm. Pizza would be great. Or they've got good spaghetti and meatballs too. Right. Okay. That sounds good. (laughs) Thank you. And Seth, if you end up going back to the Seattle area to see Jake, we have a ton of recommendations for that area. Oh, okay. We're going over for Thanksgiving. Are you okay? Are you going to be in the Seattle metro at all? Or yeah, gonna be we're gonna, gonna we're getting out? an Airbnb up in Seattle area. Facebook message okay. her. Yeah, will you send me a dish. message? Yeah. Um, I will have my husband do it. His name is Mario. I don't have Facebook. So okay, we'll okay, have him do it. Oh, yeah, awesome! We'll send you some recommendations. Yay. All right, thank okay. you so recommendations much. Recommendations coming Let's from Mario. Mario. Oh my God, so are you that. not going to be here for Thanksgiving? Guys, I'm not going to be here for Thanksgiving. Okay, this is a little because stabbing we don't, me in the heart. But we don't ever, we don't get the radio show on Thanksgiving anymore. I know, they used weekend. to have us do the show, and then now I think we always are on perpetual vacation whenever vacation days happen. Right, so I figured if I don't yeah, have to be here, to I might Seattle. as well go. And since my, like, I don't know, the like the boys are all, like, because Megan and the, and the baby and Andrew are going to Florida, and then we're, so we're just like, well, we could do it at my house, but then it's sort of like, Jake's going to come home for Christmas, why don't we go? Yeah, and I love it. We're just going to be nomadic, you guys. Here's 651-641-1071. Yeah. Uh, 
Have you noticed? Uh, do we have any caller stuff? Have no. you noticed the um, the Thanksgiving magazines are out? I did notice that they're out, and I will tell you this a lot. See, this is I will tell you. Um, um, there is I've gotten a few calls and messages, you guys, and I, you know whether it was here on the magazine, but about what restaurants are doing Thanksgiving and all that kind of stuff, and they're only just beginning, like. A lot of them don't know what I was telling, what I emailed back a lot of people is that a lot of them don't know what they're doing yet. And they're kind of trying to figure that out if people want to do boxes and if people want, you know, yeah, a lot of people. I know Red Rabbit, Red Cow is going to do a Thanksgiving box. And then people are wondering who's going to have indoor, who's going to do boxes. I don't think they can do both. So I think they'll either do a box or they'll do reservations. So that's what they're all, from what I understand is most people are just trying to figure that out. And weigh cost and labor and right. which one is going to be easiest for them. So I'm. Um, we are going to talk about it, and I will. I'm doing my research, so just know that okay. we'll get to it for that. But I, yeah, I'm going to have fish for the first time for Thanksgiving because awesome. I'm not going to have a turkey because we're going to fly in on Wednesday. Why don't you do us? What is it? The seven fishes dinner? Yeah, that's a little bit. That'll be probably a little much in a kitchen that I've never. Well, like none of us know. True. So we're gonna buy, we're gonna go to the market. We're gonna get a big old fish, Yum. and then I'm probably gonna do the salt baking thing. I like it. You know, that's my gig. Six five one six four one one zero seven one or anything else on the. Um, if you are want to put anything on the, uh, on I was the just gonna socials. say we we will do a more in depth on the Thanksgiving magazines. But yes. Oh, of course. I haven't gotten my um, food and wine yet. I haven't gotten food and wine yet. I did you get your Bon Appetit? No. Uh, no, I don't think they're out yet. I've I think- gotten my Eat Well. I've gotten my Fine Cooking and my Cooks. And I'm just going to go, wah, wah. Really? Yeah. Okay. So I was I like, okay. I know last year, you know what? I almost had a moment. so hard to not do Thanksgiving foods. I know. Because... Like, I know Everyone's because just, trust me, I get it. It gets boring. I don't want to do the same thing every year, and yet here we are all trying to like do the same thing every right. year because it's just that's what the meal is. I know, but at the same time, you do how many times? How many ways can I tell you how to make a turkey or how to how make mashed potatoes? How many pumpkin pie recipes can there be? I get I it. Don't know. It's hard. You have to go to that well of creativity and figure out where to go with it. And a lot of them are going and because people seem to be more interested in alternative Thanksgivings anyway. You know, thinking like. Oh, I want to do a Thanksgiving that's more, you know, Southwestern. Or I want to do a Thanksgiving that has, you know, Japanese overtones. And I get that. Southwestern cornbread stuffing. Yeah, and I'm I'm cool with that. It's just that I'm, mine are always different anyway. So then it's sort of like we don't ever do the same thing besides those mashed potatoes, which is we only ever eat. Jake is so funny. He's like, why do we only eat mashed potatoes at Thanksgiving? I'm like, I don't know. Just the way it goes. It is. All right, we did have one more on the line, Heidi. So hold on. We'll grab you at the.